You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother. My name is Julie Gus's mom. I am Tracy Emma's mom. And um, on the line, we have Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi. And whose mama are you? I'm Lila's mom. Lila's I mom. I love that name. I do too. It's such a peaceful name. It like, is. I just like, like a calm. exhale or something. Yeah, Lila. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, and where are, you, where are you from? I'm from Erie. I grew up in Erie. I went to McDowell. I, um, oh, hey, Trojan. I'm a Trojan. Too. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2000. Okay. I'm, You're my age, Jenny. <laughs> have you I turned am. Have you turned 40 yet? <laughs> I have. I have. Okay. Mine's coming in August, and I might be having a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, after, I went to college at John Carroll in Cleveland. Okay. And after college, I moved to Washington, D.C. Um, I was a patient advocate at a couple hospitals down there, and I loved it. Uh, in 2011, my husband and I moved to Pittsburgh, and we've been here ever since. Where did you live when you were in D.C.? I lived in Georgetown. I lived in Bethesda, Maryland, and we lived in Columbia, Maryland. We were kind of all over. Okay. I grew up, or I, I had a stint when I was younger in Annandale, Virginia. Oh, really? See, yes. one of the hospitals I worked at was out there. I, oh, I really? Worked at a Nova, yeah, at a Nova Fairfax. That, that's, yeah. Look at you we guys. Were, uh, you little, have so much in common. Little River Turnpike <laughs> yeah. was the exit off the Beltway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still remember that. That's, that's funny. Awesome. I have, I have, you know, one of my best friends is still down there. Um, so that's cool. Um, so do you still do that kind of work in Pittsburgh? I don't. Uh, when we moved here, it was an awesome job, but you take a lot of complaints from patients. Yeah. And it gets to be a lot. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, so when we moved to Pittsburgh, I said, well, maybe I'll do something a little bit different. Um, but then we started our pregnancy journey, and I, I just have kind of never gone back to work. So Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I've been a stay-at-home mom during our time here. That's nice, though. Yeah. And that's a hard job. Yes. Like, yeah. amen. Yeah, that's a hard job. You hear job. a lot of crazy things. Well, yeah. let's dive into your pregnancy journey then. Let's do it. Yeah. Sure. Go. <laughs> uh, my my husband and I got married in 2010, and I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I knew that a pregnancy journey might be a little bit different for me than other people. Um, so when did you find trying... out? When did, did I mean that that does that affects your life, but it does affect pregnancy. So mm-hmm. when did you find out you were a type 1? How old were you? So three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always been pretty well controlled, but I still knew that it would be a, you know, an issue. Um, So we started trying right away, and it just wasn't happening. We dealt with infertility, unexplained infertility, for about 18 months. Hmm. Um, When we moved to Pittsburgh, we went to the fertility center here at McGee Hospital, and we had to go the Clomid IUI route. Mm -hmm. So... We did four rounds of that, and the day that I was supposed to meet with the doctor to discuss, like, next steps and IVF and things like that, um, I was in the parking lot waiting for my husband to get there, 
and they had called with the blood results from the last time that we did an IUI and they said that I was pregnant. So wow. it was kind wow. of like, a, you know, it, it was like, okay, well, this is great. This was meant to be. So you didn't take um, a, you didn't take a test at home? No. Okay. No, I had it. I, I did the second I got home and I think I took sure. 20 of them after yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so IUI for listeners, that's like, what does that mean? Give us like a over a brief overview of what that process looks like. Yeah, so I did the Clomid, which was just a pill that you had to take. And I know a lot of people say they don't do well with Clomid. It's supposed to help with your egg production and give you more eggs. So pregnancy is more likely. Um, I did great with it. I had no hmm. side effects. I thought it was no big deal. Huh. Um, you unicorn. didn't have those hor- hormonal side <laughs> no. effects, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, unicorn. Do, did you so, do it too? Yeah, so what I'm hearing is you're a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, it was not fun. Clomid was not fun for me. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Um, you had side effects. Yeah, I had like. What, was it successful with the egg? No. Side? Oh, okay, so not. Really? Non. I had did three all IUIs. The board, they all no. failed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So the well for me, yeah, I it didn't it didn't happen until the fourth one. Right. Um, but then yeah, the IUI was. Uh, it was you know my husband didn't even have to be in the room for that right I mean it was just you know they would go in it was the artificial insemination part of it um so I we were lucky that it happened on the fourth time because I don't know you know what I know the next steps would have been even harder probably so yeah um but yeah so the pregnancy though was fairly great I mean as far as my diabetes went it was well controlled everything was fine um, it wasn't until the 20 week ultrasound that they told us she had a two vessel umbilical cord. Oh goodness. So most babies have a three vessel umbilical cord, mm-hmm. um, meaning it has, I think it's two arteries and a vein, but Lila only had one artery and one vein. Mm. And they said that it's not usually a big deal. They said, it's just one of those things that can happen. Um, the only way it would become a problem is if it was, you know, causing the baby to not be growing properly. Right. Um, so that was honestly the only time we ever talked about it. They told us she had it and they said, we'll just watch her growth. And that was it. Did they do extra monitoring or just. So they were going to do extra monitoring on me anyway, just because I was diabetic. Oh, right. so starting at 28 weeks, I was going to have ultrasounds every four weeks to track her growth. And then starting at 32 weeks, I had NSTs mm-hmm. twice a week to monitor her, her heart rate. Um, so, but everything was fine. I mean, she was growing great. You know, everything looked good. She was always, she was pretty active. Um, so we kind of forgot about that. It just yeah. didn't seem like a big deal. Had you known um, anybody that had suffered a pregnancy or infant loss? Like, was that in the back of your mind at all? So I'm a very anxious person anyway. So um, I knew it was a possibility. I mean, I, I had, I didn't, I knew people that had, had miscarriages, um, never anything that far along, never, you know, infant loss, things like that. Mm-hmm. And to speak to that, it's like, this was your first pregnancy too. Mm-hmm. I feel like right. we're all very naive, I guess you could say. Yeah. Right. It's all right. new we and exciting. Yeah. It is. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so at her 36 week, uh, ultrasound, she was in the 70th percentile, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the growth wasn't an issue, but she was breech. Mm. So 
they said we're going to schedule a c-section because she's breached and i was like okay like i mean i was fine with it i was like whatever needs to be done to get her here safely right um 37 weeks i was i think it was 37 weeks and four days i woke up that day and she had hiccups that were lasting a really long time Hmm. and it seemed different than normal hiccups it just was causing me to be super worried Mm -hmm. so i called the ob and they said you know it doesn't worry us sometimes babies just do that but if it worries you you can come in so i was glad they let me do that so i went in they did an ultrasound and they did another nst and everything was fine she passed um and the hiccups went away and it was just kind of one of those weird things uh two days later i was 37 6 it was a thursday i woke up and i was in labor Hmm. and it it was like you know her her c-section was scheduled at 39 weeks and I was like, okay, so we went to the hospital. I was being seen at McGee in the high-risk department because of the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we they actually took us into the office first. How did and you know the, you were in labor? Did your water break? It, no. the wa- It was just the contractions. It okay. was just that I could just feel it, and we started timing them and things like that. Um, so we got to the hospital and the doctor felt and she's like, oh, she's actually not breech anymore. She's head down. Huh. And she's like, so you don't need the C-section. And I was like, okay, great. Like, didn't matter to me. Whatever got her here. I didn't have a birth plan. Mm-hmm. I was like, anything goes. Um, so we got up to the room and they hooked us up to the machines and her heart rate was elevated. It wasn't like in, in. Uh, numbers that were causing them to be overly concerned but it was elevated and it wasn't going up and down like most hmm. babies heart rates go up and down and up and down but hers right, was like kind of staying steady uh-huh. yeah and they said like you know i asked the doctor and he said you know um sometimes babies just respond differently to labor we'll keep an eye on it mm-hmm. so then as the day went on like I wasn't progressing I think I made it to six centimeters I had the epidural at this point and everything um but I wasn't progressing and so then it was like that on top of me being diabetic on top of her heart rate being a little weird um and then my water broke and there was meconium in it and meconium I mean for those who don't know it's usually the baby's first bowel movement Mm -hmm. Um, but it can be a sign of distress too. Yeah. And normally you would see meconium in a baby that's like 40 weeks, 41 weeks is my understanding. But to see it in a baby that was only 37 weeks seemed a little off. Hmm. Um, so they're like, we are going to do a C-section. And, and I was like, okay. Like, I, I mean, we <laughs> wow. roller coaster. I was just going to say, <laughs> wow, what a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's fine by me. So, you know, they take us into the operating room and, um, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> we need some water here. Yeah. <laughs> water break. Uh, <laughs> um, they take us in there and they, the, the last thing the doctor said was get ready to hear her cry. I mean, at this point, everyone still thought things were pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes out not crying mm. and nobody was expecting that. I mean, us, them, my nurse, I mean, everybody. And they said that she had aspirated on the meconium, but 
they cleared it out of her system. They got, they sucked it out of her mm-hmm. throat and everything. And they said she was okay. So they took her to the NICU. And so you know, when it, this is all happening, can you feel the shift in the room? Like, can you feel? Yes. Um, it was terrible. Yep. It was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was like in the back of my mind, I had always thought about people that have stillbirths and the trauma that must be. And, I kept thinking to myself, like, this can't be happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has to be, you know. And um, how long? So, okay, yeah. you woke up that morning in your labor. What time was the C-section? So I woke up at, it was probably, you know, 7 a.m., something like that. The C-section wasn't until, like, 4 o'clock. She was born at 422. Okay. So, um, yeah. What, what, when's and her birthday? What day? It January 31st of 2013. Okay. So they took her to the NICU and it, well, sorry, back to what you'd said earlier though, when she was born, I mean, it was silence in mm-hmm. there. Nobody, I mean, I was like, you know, I was straining to hear anything, like somebody say something, you know? Right. Cause you're behind a curtain too. Right. Like that's what yeah. I'm envisioning. You're just yeah. like strapped to this bed. Yes. Your baby's not crying. The room is silent and cold when we're not expecting that. You can't see anything. Yeah. You can't see her. And my husband was just as confused as me. I mean, he's sitting there like trying to look over the screen that you, you know, you can't see when you have a Mm C-section. And, and he, like, we were both like, what the heck? So then they, yeah, they took her to the NICU and they made him go with her, which I was happy about. Um, And they said that they were going to put her in something called a cooling suit mm-hmm. so it to lower her body temperature because if she suffered any type of brain damage you know newborn babies can overcome that better than an adult could right so so they lowered her body temperature for 72 hours and we were gonna they were gonna do that and then afterwards when she was done with that they would do an mri so for the first 72 hours i mean my husband's sending me pictures of her in the mm-hmm. NICU and she she had on this funny little suit but she looked good her sure her eyes were open she looked adorable I mean she was yeah. super cute and so it still was like okay well this seems like a rough start but this seems like everything might be okay yeah like they're, they're saying that all she has to do is this so mm-hmm. we're good yeah. like let's just do that yeah. and then yeah yeah so she was born on a Thursday her first MRI was on a Monday and the results of that were great. They Mm. said there wasn't much there. There was a little bit of swelling. I mean, the actual quote that I still deal with to this day is they said she might just be bad at math. Mm. She (laughs) might just be bad at math. Mm. Yes. Yeah. They said she might just be bad at math and she might just need physical therapy. Mm. I mean, that's what, that's what they were telling us. So like almost like joking. Right, yeah. like almost in the joking matter of like, yeah. yep. Well, yeah. This is what my yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, there was a couple doctors. I mean, she was seen by a ton of people, and there was a couple doctors that said, well, she might be very sick, and but I pushed those people out. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want those negative people around. Right. I was going to listen to the people who said she was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Monday. Tuesday was my birthday. Mm-hmm. So it was a great day. She did great. And it would just felt like, okay. Now, mind you, during this whole time, she wasn't crying. I mean, we never heard her cry. Oh. She, she was, you know, hooked up to everything. She was breathing on her own. Um, 
but she still had, you know, the feeding tube and things like that. So, so she didn't cry because she had like tubes in her or yes, she, she yeah. just, okay. Were you able yeah. to hold her? We were, okay. um, not until that day, they let me hold her the first time on my birthday. Aww. Um, and, and she did fine. I mean, it, you know, it felt normal. She would hold on to your finger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband gave her a bath and we changed her diapers and, you know, they made the best of the situation in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday was the second MRI. And that was where it all started to fall apart. Mm. They they did the MRI, and this time it was more focused on a certain part of her brain, mm-hmm. and that was where they saw that she had suffered brain damage, and oh. it was to the brain stem. And they pulled my husband and I, and my parents were there, and they pulled us into a room, and they basically said, she's incompatible with life. Oh, my gosh. And, and they said, you know, there's really nothing we can do here. And and we were just, I mean, it was terrible. Like, how did we get to this point? What happened? I mean, there was no signs of anything going wrong here. Um, they had said that it was, you know, either suspected that she had some kind of accident or injury with the umbilical cord because it was a two-vessel cord. And so now it all came back to that. Hmm. And what does that mean? No... Yeah. What does that mean? Like well, exactly. So normally, <laughs> if there was something wrong with the umbilical cord, you would see it on right. the umbilical cord. You There'd would physically a... see it or see it on her. Yeah. Right. Like right. And she didn't have any of that. So they think that. Remember I, how I said that towards the end of the pregnancy she was breech, yeah. and then when I went in that day she was head down. Mm-hmm. So they think maybe she flipped right before she was born and somehow compressed the umbilical cord so pushed up against it where the blood flow was cut off for a short amount of time so that's one theory i mean the other theory is that the meconium that was Mm -hmm. in her system she just inhaled so much of it she couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. but they don't i mean they don't really know and that's you know I mean some so each doctor said something different so that yeah, kind of just added taking to it. their best guess at what happened right okay we're gonna take right. a quick break I don't know about you but I have so many gift cards how many times have you gone to the store and forgotten that gift card that you got for your birthday how great would it be to finally empty out your purse or wallet well guess what there's this thing called Gift Pocket. Gift Pocket is a free app that organizes all of your gift cards in one location. There's nothing worse than standing in the checkout line only to realize that you forgot your gift card at home, it's in last season's purse, or even in the car. Gift Pocket lets you upload any gift cards you have, buy them for yourself, or even send gift cards to your friends. So everyone's just guessing at at what happened. Right. Okay, so you received that news. I mean, can you 
like if you close your eyes, I mean, what did your body feel like? I mean, do you remember words after that? Do you? Did yeah, you feel like you were going to throw I, up? We were, we were in a small room with no windows, mm. and it was my husband and I and my parents and the head doctor, the neurologist, and then he had, um, I don't know, maybe a resident or someone with him. And he told me that news, and I fell to the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so not like me either. And I remember I had a water bottle, and the water bottle, like, I was, like, squeezing it. I remember the noise of that. Wow. Um, I just, I just, I, it just seemed like, are you kidding me? I mm-hmm. mean, this baby was so wanted, so hard to get to this mm-hmm. point. She was healthy despite me being diabetic. I mean, we had overcome so many obstacles and here we are. It just, it was really, yeah. And now she's incompatible with life. Yeah. And like, what's, what's option B? (laughs) Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to be able to get up off of that floor and go see her. I mean, I just Mm. couldn't believe it. Um, so then they started talking about, you know, you can stay here. You could take her to a place called the children's home that they have in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, you know, disconnect her from tubes. And they said she might live up to a week. Um, or they said you could take her home. And my husband and I were living in an apartment at the time. So that wasn't going to work. And we uh, decided to take her to the children's home. So we got that news Wednesday, Friday, we went to the children's home and we got to baptize her there. She Mm -hmm. had a really nice little ceremony and my parents were there. My husband's parents were there. My brother was there and, um, you know, we took all the tubes off of her. We got to dress her in a bunch of different clothes and, you know, they had told us she might live up to a week and she only ended up living for a couple of hours. And it just, it just, the whole, (laughs) the whole thing was just, it felt like you were living in a dream. I mean, I wasn't getting, I wasn't sleeping. I, you know, you didn't know what to expect each day. And to look at her, she looked perfect. I mean, you thought like, this is a joke. I mean, she's going to open her eyes and cry and we're going to walk out of here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's just not what happened. (laughs) And like, you know, you're body I've, I've said this before but your body just had a baby mm-hmm. like right your body you right. section literally too. yeah i mean yeah that's not that's hard to you know come out of sometimes when you have a living child right and you know add on your baby passing right. away <laughs> like you yeah. say you don't get sleep it's like yeah you don't get a different kind of sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> like right and it, and it was like um, we were staying at different hotels. We were at, by the children's home. We were in the Lawrenceville area of Pittsburgh. And I mean, that's nowhere near our house. We didn't know what we were doing. Like it was, so it you're was uncomfortable. Surreal. Like you're not yeah. even in your own space. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in this dream that you don't want to be dream- in. Right. And then I didn't really want to go home either. Yeah. Cause going home meant that this was final. I mean, here we go without her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was really, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's still difficult to yeah. think about nine years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not weird. It's, it's like, that's my stuff. Ha- I lived that through that. to me. That's my, I went yeah. through that. Yeah. So this, yeah. this January was nine years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and what are your emotions around that? Can I ask? <clears throat> As um, we know, grief kind of changes. Yeah. I mean, 
every year I think is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. When she turned eight, it somehow felt worse than when she turned nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can sense their birthdays coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's like once the holidays are over, here we go with January. Right. You know, and her birthday's the last day of the month. Right. So it's like the whole month. Um, and she also lived for eight days. So we have those eight days that are hard too. Right. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny to try and explain it to other people too who haven't been through it yeah. Yeah. because like, I want to hear from people on her birthday. I want people to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, and some people don't, right. Because they think they're going to upset me, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but little do they it's, know, like it's our, it's our life. Yeah. Like, right. You know, right. A life event, I should say, you know. Exactly. So this is interesting. Um, and Julie, I, I, I always look at you like, so there, you have a birthday and you have a death day. Right. 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 So you just said you want people to acknowledge her birthday. What do you? Right. And I want I, both. What? And, and it <laughs> no. could be different every year. Yeah, I was right? just going to say, and this year, that's what I want. And I don't know about next year. Right. <laughs> so, whatever. so what it, what did it look like, you know, her birthday and death date this year at nine? Did you want both acknowledged or? Yeah. For me, I think the birthday is like number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the fewer, I mean, I you know, I'll put stuff on social media and things like that. Um, so usually, I get you know a decent response from people. Some people still send flowers. I mean, there's people who never sent flowers and then did it this year. But I mean, it's it's really interesting to see. But you know, every little acknowledgement helps. Mm-hmm. Um, the the death day, like the few people that will remember it usually the three people in my life that have also lost babies Mm. they're the best at it yeah and they're that's why i'm the closest with them too um the people that remember those days i mean i have a friend from high school who does too and you know it it makes a difference Mm -hmm. yeah what okay so birthday number nine i feel like our listeners they're always like what do i say what what can I say that not not helpful, mm-hmm. but what yeah. when when somebody comments and you read it and it's like you can exhale and like right. they get it. What are some of those things people have said to you on the birthday or the death day that just really make you feel seen and validated? Yeah. Um, just saying how cute she was mm-hmm. and, you know, I like it when people write her name, mm-hmm. especially if someone sends you a card. Yeah. Cause it's like, I like seeing how other people would have written her name and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this was the other thing I wanted to tell you guys was about these Lila stones. Yes. And Lila yeah, stones. so and, and people more. still send us pictures on her birthday too, of these Lila stones. Um, we had... A memorial for her and I had a college friend who said we should pass out serenity stones just little rocks I mean these ones are kind of they look like they're glass and they're different colors and I said okay well let's put Lila's name on them and it was just something to take away from her memorial and somebody said what if we took pictures of the Lila stone you know, around town or something. And I said, okay, like Mike and I would like that, you know? And so that's what started. People took these stones and they started sending us pictures. 
and we started getting like a lot of pictures of these little stones like all over in Erie and Cleveland and Pittsburgh like anyone who had been at the memorial and we said Mike and I were like well what if we said let's try and get a Lila stone from every state and if we you know if people don't do it then we'll you know we'll do it ourselves we'll go travel to get the ones we can't get from others Mm -hmm. and so we started a website we started a blog and we started putting this stuff on there and it gave us something to do I mean it 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 was all we had at that point I mean my husband had a lot of time off of work and this is what we did and so we started getting pictures from all these other states and people would take them on vacations and then people would tell someone they knew that they would send them one so then we started sending these stones for free of course to people all over the country that we hadn't even met and i kind of just got goosebumps that's Uh so cool i want a lila stone i know i know know. and so then we said okay well whatever the last state is that we get we're gonna go there someday no matter what state it is wouldn't you know that it was north dakota Where is North We're Dakota? We're going. <laughs> Pack the car. So we, uh, this Pack is your our snowsuit. big family trip. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gone yet because we want our younger, our, our kids now to be a little bit older so they remember it. But this is our family trip someday to North Dakota. Okay, so you've gotten um, 49 states? No, so we got all 50, but okay. North, Dakota was the, North Dakota was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then people started sending them from different countries. <gasps> so we got wow. up to 35 countries. What? Oh, my gosh. It's and so then cool. we, we got all seven continents. What? <laughs> yes. Lila, she's a world traveler. <laughs> she is. Look at her. Oh, we my had gosh. A, we had a friend in D.C. whose parents went to Antarctica, and <gasps> she gave them a stone, and they took it. Wow. And they it was amazing. So then we... It keeps getting even, better. I know. Sidney <laughs> Crosby has a lot of stuff. Sidney <gasps> Crosby? Does he play with it in his pocket? <laughs> no, but Titty. it was right... We had seen him at a restaurant in Pittsburgh, and this was right after... I mean, Lila died in February of 2013. We saw him in September, and it we... I said to my husband, you have to go up to him. Aww. Like, what do we have to lose? Right. What do we care? It makes you so, bold when yeah. you lose a baby. It does. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So he, he went up to him and he told him the story and he gave him a stone Aww. and he put it in his pocket. And, Aww. you know, he's won a couple of Stanley Cups. Yeah, since, so. a couple. <laughs> Did he put go. Lila in the Stanley Cup? Lila has been everywhere. <laughs> she bougie. really... It was really, I, I mean, that was really what helped us. And, and I, you know, I've seen other people do similar things with postcards or stickers or teddy bears. Mm-hmm. But, but it was the thought that all these people were thinking of Lila when they took that picture. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and that's what really made the difference for us. And, you know, I, I've sent these stones to other people who have lost babies with their baby's name on it. Oh, that's so nice. And I know it's made a big difference. And. I have two friends that I met on Twitter, which is super weird. But <laughs> oh no, that's of, not. We make that's social normal. media. It's lost, normal here. Lost friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I met them because of infant loss, yeah. and we've since become friends in real life. And the one lives in Canada, 
and she told me like she had lost a son to stillbirth a couple months after Lila and she told me like the Lila stone was the Mm -hmm. only reason she'd get out of bed every day was to go take pictures for me wow and and that was just so powerful for me so yeah it's yeah it's been a journey um it's It's very interesting that we got to this point we never thought these things would happen and then the things that happened because of it Mm -hmm. right and you said you have some rainbow babies i do um i have a seven-year-old and a a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old little boy and that could be a whole nother podcast but you know (laughs) i'm sure the the um the anxiousness that you had from your first pregnancy definitely didn't go away with your other pregnancies, mm-hmm. if not no. maybe increased. Right. And just quickly, briefly, were those pregnancies like quote unquote simple? Right. Are they eventful, non-eventful? Non-eventful. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they were, I don't think I left the house with my daughter who was born. I mean, she was a surprise pregnancy. So after all that infertility with oh, yeah. Lila, we she was a complete surprise and it was only I got pregnant only like eight or nine months after we lost Lila right so I it was shocking and in a good way but I was terrified yeah. I mean I thought here we go again right mm-hmm. um if, I mean it, it does feel like when something bad happens to you it's always going to happen to you right yeah. so yeah so um yeah, it, it, I mean, with my son, it was a little bit, you know, we were a little bit further removed, and I did have my daughter that I had to, you know, do stuff with her, so maybe his was a little bit easier than hers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, a little more distracted. Yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah exactly. And do they, exactly. um, I'm sure they love the Lila Stones. They do. I, I think my older daughter, uh, Eve, she feels more connected to Lila because they would have been so close in age. Yeah. She talks about her a lot. I mean, sometimes in school, if, you know, they say draw your family, she'll, she always includes Lila. Um, I love that. Yeah. But my son, not so much. I mean, again, he's only four. Yeah. yeah. And boys are, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like yeah. with my boys and maybe you can speak to this too, when they're um, Tracy, I mean, when they're younger, you're like constantly trying to remind them of the baby you lost. Right. Like their brains maybe Are remember it for a second, yeah. but that's yeah. not top right. for them. Right. <laughs> you know, to do. hello, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember right. what I went through? <laughs> um, but, but it's the in tools there. that you're giving yes. them now without even realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah as my boys get powerful. older. Yeah. I mean, your boys, they do bring it. it up yeah. now. You know I mean? Right. They're, they're 16, 12 and 10. So, right. Um, they'll, they'll bring up Emma out mm-hmm. of the blue. Yeah. And I don't have to force it down their throats. No, but you did that, right? <laughs> yeah. You did yeah, that. Yeah. And so that's what we're just trying to, yep. we just want that to happen right. for us too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to need the link to your blog. Yeah. Do you still it. write on it? We don't. I mean, sometimes. You know what, Jenny? It's, sh- it's time to dust off the blogging. <laughs> dust it off. Time to submit a new blog. <laughs> did you did you put pictures up of all the places she's been, or was we it did. just writing? We did. Okay. Now I'm gonna have to make my husband look at it to make sure it's like up to ready to go. <laughs> so cool. Yes. I just think that it, that's very inspirational, yeah. and I feel like we do have families that are like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, necessarily afford to do much. Right. 
of anything to remember, but this seems so simple. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a great, I mean, healing yeah. part of your journey. Yeah. I, I no, love all the definitely. unique ideas that families come up with. Yeah. And she, I, I love that she's been all over the world. I know. Literally. Yeah. I Can know. I go travel I with her? <laughs> I will send you guys some. I will send you yes, some. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, I mean, today Julie has, she's wearing Team Easton from our girl Courtney yeah. in Florida. And I have on Brooklyn Rose's t-shirt. Yeah. Um, she'll be coming in later to record oh, a podcast. I but yeah. I, I mean, that. to your point earlier, just seeing our baby's names on things, yeah. whether it's a rock or a t-shirt or yeah. in a card. Because I was going to say, we grieve the loss of their name. That's mm-hmm. part of right. the grieving journey. Yeah. It's like we pick that name specifically and now we have to let it go. And that wasn't a part of the plan. Right. Because you're supposed to say it. Yeah. And we want to say it. That's why. We want to write it. We want to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's such a big part of it. Yeah. Well, we're here to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Lost community. I am so glad you reached out, Jenny. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I think you guys are having an event in August in Edinburgh at a flower shop. Yes. yes. Yes, we are. So my my aunt owns that flower shop. Get oh. out of here. Your yes. aunt is Mary? Yes. <gasps> yes. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. So if you see me. Oh, we, we will find oh, you. Oh, my gosh. Not okay, if, you're coming. Not if. When, yes. we, when we find you. When Jenny and her family come to <laughs> yes. the event in August. Bring November. some stones. Yes. So we're, we'll try, we're going to try and come to that. That but. is great. So then when did you hear of Emma's Footprints? Like, how did you first connect with, uh, with our organization? Not, I don't know. My dad uh, works at, or worked at Hammett, and he had told me about it, I think, years ago. What's your dad do at Hammett? Um, Crap. Do we know you, him, too? Is he in the sub-basement <laughs> with my dad? Uh, well, he he's actually retired. He was the president. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he used to, Yeah. Um, That's a big deal. Step- <laughs> yeah. And my then, dad works in the sub basement <laughs> in Biomed. <laughs> okay, he was not in the sub basement with my dad. <laughs> he was in the top corner office with windows. <laughs> Air conditioning. <laughs> I love it. It takes oh, an army. <laughs> it does. Right. My stepmom worked at Shriners Hospital, so I feel wow. like there were a, a lot of connections like that that they heard about it and my aunt and you know they had told me about it over the years because I think you guys got started the same year Lila died right? yes yeah that's yeah. the year we got our 501c3 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we were official yeah. so it's yeah nine years this is our the ninth year of the organization yeah um so yeah I yeah I can I mean but I've been listening to the podcast and I follow you on Instagram I follow everything that you do um there's a similar group in Pittsburgh that I volunteer with too so is that um, our friends at the Still Remembered Project? Yes. Okay, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, I know Lauren. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've met her a couple times and love them. Yeah, they're, love it's them. actually they're close to my house, too. Oh, cool. So. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. The so connections, I, I like the people that. we meet. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty right. special and powerful. Right, exactly. Well, so. we are so thankful you reached out. Thank you for sharing Lila with us. Um, I can't wait to give you a no. big hug in August. Oh, thank you. I feel like every year I like to do something to talk about her. So thank you for letting me do something this year. Yeah. And now this is memorialized on a podcast. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're doing big things because of her. 
Oh, thank you. You guys are amazing. Well, thank you. And thanks, listeners, for tuning in. And stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. Emma's Footprints has paid for over 110 burials and cremations of babies and over 100 urns and headstones in 2021. Being able to take away the financial stress during a very difficult time for a family is only part of what we do. If our mission tugs at your heart, we encourage you to make a donation that will allow us to continue to serve families that have experienced a pregnancy or infant loss in this community. Head to our website at www.emmasfootprints.com and look for the donate tab at the top of the page. As always, thank you for your support and allowing Emma's to say yes to families grieving pregnancy and infant loss.